Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast, now on its own feed, but still part of the Feisty Media Network. Thank you so much to Sarah Gross at the Women's Performance Podcast for, first of all, helping get this podcast off the ground, and second, for lending me the Women's Performance Podcast feed for a few weeks while we got this podcast going. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Molly Herford. I am a journalist, a podcaster, and really have been just involved in the business of fitness, meaning I've worked as everything from, you know, journalist, reporter, PR, team manager, uh, all kinds of behind the scenes things within the fitness world. I've written nine books that are all sort of cycling and fitness related. Uh, I run my other show, the Consummate Athlete Podcast. I write for outlets like Bicycling and Outside and just a ton more. And now I wanted to bring around this show to talk about all things fitness industry related, namely answering the question of how can I get your job? Uh, so we've had so many awesome women on already to talk about it. We're doing a live podcast this weekend at the Outspoken Summit, the Feisty Media Women's Summit. That's going to be just such an amazing time. We have a panel of five rad women talking all about imposter syndrome. So you can follow that over on Feisty Media's YouTube, uh, or you can just tune into this podcast next week. So make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're reading and reviewing this, uh, and make sure that you're following our new Instagram over at on Instagram at business.of.fitness, which is where we're going to be posting all kinds of great info from these episodes. So you'll be able to see when episodes are dropping. You'll also be able to see fun stuff like what tools people are using. Uh, all kinds of just fun resources are going to be over there. So make sure that you are signed up and following. Uh, speaking of Instagram content, uh, today's guest, Rochelle Peugeot, is all about content. So she's at Shell Peugeot on Instagram. She is a downhiller, enduro, badass cyclist from Quebec. Uh, and she is just such a fantastic content creator. I really wanted to bring her on because she's always doing really fun stuff on Instagram. She's does great work for her sponsors, which is something that's very important to professional athletes. I think it's, it's such a testament to her that she manages to do this really fun content without seeming cheesy about it, to be honest. Uh, so I wanted to bring her on just to talk about how she plans out her content, how she puts it all together, uh, because, you know, it's not it, it's not like this stuff just magically happens. The people who are doing the best on Instagram have a plan. They're, you know, kind of doing stuff based around a content calendar. They're figuring out what they need. They're working with photographers. So, you know, it's not just that someone happens to be magically good at Instagram. There's a ton of work that goes on behind the scenes. So I really wanted to talk to her about what exactly that looks like, what apps she's using. Uh, so I definitely recommend as you're listening to this episode, maybe pause even right now and just go take a quick look at her Instagram, sort of see what, what she's putting out there. So again, at Shell Peugeot. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. Uh, and now let's get into this conversation so you can learn all about how to create some kick-ass content for your feed. So here she is. Enjoy this chat with Shell Peugeot. Okay, so this is business of fitness. So we're talking all about all things content creation. And when I was trying to find someone that I wanted to talk to about how to do really, really good content on Instagram, you were the first person I thought of because you do such a good job with just sharing everything. Um, so do you have like an approach or like a technique to your Instagram or are you just kind of taking things as they come? It's a little bit of both. Um I like there's my 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 mission or 
my why. I'm taking like business classes right now. I'm doing an MBA, so now I have all these words I want to use to hearing. So my why is like I I want to keep it real. First of all, I want to keep it real. So some days I'm like, oh, should I keep it like more professional and just keep it like how to be perfect? And I'm like, because I would look. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe that would look better. Maybe that would get me more sponsors, or maybe this, maybe that. But bottom line, I want to keep it real. So when things don't go right, I tell people. Like, like when I post my crash videos, my mom called me and was like, why do you post these videos? Like, do you really have to? And I understand, she obviously, she doesn't like seeing me crash, and it's, it's scary. But I'm like, well, mom, it, it, it happened, and it's part of my sport, and I'm fine. Like, I, if I wasn't fine, I probably would post it, but like, it's part of it. I'm fine, and I'm still riding my bike. So, like, and because her, her argument was, it doesn't, it doesn't make you look good. You're crashing, and I'm like, well, everybody crashes. Like everybody, Greg Minari, he's the, he's the greatest downloader of all time. He crashes, and if he, if he, if he crashes, and somebody gets it on video, he'll post it because it's part of it. And because you're like, and if even if it's a mistake you made, you're like, oh, well, look, I didn't do this right, and I crashed. No, I know. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just keeping it real. If things go wrong, uh, I think it's good to admit it to, to everybody because nobody's perfect. And you're at the end of the day, you're you're a role model, whether you like, even if you're an influencer or not, or you want to call yourself an influencer, you're you're a role model. Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep it real because if 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 kids think that everything's perfect, then they're going to start doing like. Some they're gonna be like, oh well, why did I crash or why did I do this? They they never crash, like they never nothing bad ever happened to them. So you're like, oh yeah, don't worry, plenty of things happen. So I try to keep it real because also it's also easier. The more you keep it real, the easier it is to keep making content. Because if you're if you're not keeping it real, that means that you're you're either like faking things. So then like. The more you fake it, and the more, the harder it gets. Like the more you keep it real, then the easier it is to to create content. Because a lot of times they're like, like right now, I feel like nothing's happening. Not that nothing's happening now. I have plenty, a lot of things are happening, but they're not necessarily related to biking. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what what what, what I want to post or what I want to say. So then I just either you don't post or you just post what you're doing, and it's not as it doesn't get as much views or as much engagement as like cool biking videos, but it, it's real and it is what's happening. And I know that at some point I'm going to get back into training soon and then it's going to pick back up. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, keeping it real. I like it. I like it. I was actually going to ask you about like posting content in the off season because consistency is obviously super important, especially, you know, as someone who you're an athlete, but at this point, like athletes pretty much have to be influencers. Like that's, part of the job um so how do you figure out the off-season content and how do you keep that consistency going when you like wake up and you're like oh crap I'm, you know you just told me you haven't ridden your you're not really riding right now you haven't in like a month how are you making stuff happen yeah it's weird it's, i feel like i think this month it's probably the month that i've posted the least in the last like i want to say like five years or so and it's it goes against everything that's happening right now because Instagram is becoming like, I'd say this season, some days, it felt like Instagram was 
a bigger job than training and racing, like in a way, especially when, when things go wrong, then like in a way I, I liked it that I was, I would say I'm 50% influencer, 50% bike racer. And some days I'm like, oh, some days I'm not. It makes me feel weird because I'm like, I should be more focused on bike racing. But at the same time, it's like I have eggs in two baskets. So when my bikes get lost and I can't ride my bike, I can still do other things. I can still be a good role model and stuff like that. So I, I do enjoy it and I like that. So it, and now Instagram is changing a lot. Like now it's all about reels and it's all about posting every day and a lot of people say it's more about quantity than quality which it which feels odd but it's it's true so it's damn but still i took like a month i haven't posted a whole lot in the last month because just kind of like with training like you need you need the, a month off of the bike and it that comes with less less content to post about bikes but at the same time, same time, I needed it. Like, I was just, my brain was exhausted from making, making posts. And, and I don't want to be making things up, or like, or, like, trying to make my, my life right now sound more glamorous or anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a couple of weeks off. Did I, I lose, I lose a bit of followers? Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's sort of, it's like, it's, once I start making content again, I think it's, I believe it's going to be better and it's going to be more genuine and more exciting. So I, I did take that month off and now I'm getting back into it. And I went filming with, um, with a filmer on Friday. And now it's pretty, it's beautiful outside and we got, we're getting better content. So I think it's fine. I, I don't, if, if you want to get your numbers growing, you can't just take it one month off and then, and then doing it hard for a week and be like, oh, I'll take another week off. It's just like we're training. It's all about consistency. So it, it, it's fine to take a month off to get your things back in order and then find consistency again. So that's what I did. And, uh, and I'm happy I did because I needed it. I love it. Uh, you just mentioned working with a videographer. How often are you like coordinating? Because I know a lot of what you've been able to do is like make these great connections with photographers and with video uh, people. So Talk to me about how important those relationships are if you uh <laughs> if you're trying to create a lot of content. It really is. And it's especially now like, I feel like three years ago, you know, how often do you work with a videographer? You're like, oh, once or twice a year. If you're a racer, if you're a, a free rider, it's different. But like as a racer, you it used to be like, Oh, if you're gonna have a filmer, it's because something you're you're planning something special. Now it's like but, and I'm planning for next season. I'm planning my budget and planning my schedule and stuff. And now I'm like putting in my schedule. I want to film with a filmer every two weeks. And like, of course, it's not like uh, as big as filming days I usually would like a full on like film project. But I do plan on like being with a filmer every two weeks. And then you, you get either get like a big day and you get multiple clips or you get a little demo every week and you get some content. And again, it depends from people to people and the style they're trying to get on their Instagram. There's like a few things. I'm trying to do a few things myself because like, like iPhone clips or GoPros and stuff like that. I think I wouldn't want my Instagram to be entirely videographer stuff. Like, so like, cause I could like just find someone and film with them every week or two, three times a week and in part just post that. And that's totally fine. And that's, one style but I don't want my Instagram to become that so I'd rather have like a good mix of GoPro stuff and then iPhone clips 
and then some good videos uh like uh, film or content so that so that's my plan for the next well, at least for the off season because once you get into the race season then it's a bit different because you're at the races so there's professional uh, photo people and video people every weekend so then then you stack up content like right now and in my phone i use so you know you can like photos in your camera roll so what i do i don't know if everybody does that but it helps me a lot every time i get whether they're like selfies or professional photos i like everything that i haven't posted that i plan on posting eventually so then i don't have to roll back through my camera roll and be like oh wow i had this nice photo from two months ago that i've never posted or or you find it and you're like, did I post this or did I not? So I like all the photos that I haven't posted that I think could be good eventually. So then when I'm running low on content or when I remember what I posted, what I haven't, I go in my favorites. And then I'm like, oh, I could post it. But then also it's, that makes it easy to sit on content. Um, you know, when you have like, sometimes at a race you'll get, so you'll work with a photographer and then they'll send you a Dropbox of like 20 photos. And then you're like, should I post them one by day and like milk them or should I post 10 at a time? And that's, I still haven't decided what's best. Cause like right now I'm sitting on a lot of content and good photos, but at some point when you just post throwbacks, there's not a lot, necessarily a lot of value in throwbacks. So like I'm trying to find creative ways to recycle older photos. Um, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes they come like, Handy, like if you're coming going a race and you have a race from the year before, a photo from the year before at that race, then that's a that's a decent like a good use of a throwback. But like last month, I didn't really post because I didn't think there was anything like that good to post. I could have posted an old photo every day. That throw back to this, throw back to that, this or that. But uh, that would have just gotten, in my opinion, a little bit boring. So I decided not to. But now that you can, you could use 12 photos and make a reel and use them for five seconds or a second each or use Canva. I want to do that. Like those are ideas that I, w- I want to do. A, a, like use Canva. You probably know about Canva, uh, the website. I love Canva. <laughs> it's a big thing. <laughs> so I'm, I try to do slide posts, making them a bit more like use like graphics or words or stuff like that to make them more add a bit of value to older photos and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That's a really good point for repurposing the old photos. You can't necessarily just like post just the photo. There sort of has to be like a thing around it. So making a collage with it, uh, you know, yeah. Making the video. I, I feel like at this point, turning photos into videos is probably the smartest thing you can do given the current uh, algorithm on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Now you post a, a photo post and it gets like zero likes and you're like, oh, uh, that was useless and you feel like you wasted these nice photos so yeah now it's doing reels with photos and now there's so many apps and websites to do that, that yeah i think it's and it's fun like exploring different apps and i used to be like oh well i uh, don't see that many people like putting like fun stuff in their photos i don't think i'm gonna do it now i'm like oh i think this looks cool i'm gonna post it i don't care and then and obviously not everybody's gonna like everything you do but then you'll have like a couple people who oh my God, I, la- I love these montages you've been doing. Like, how do you do it? How like do this, do this more often? So I think it's cool to like experiment and not base what you're doing entirely on likes and engagement. Cause like there's some 
some reels and stuff that I enjoy doing and that I know are not necessarily going to get crazy engagement, but I still do it because I enjoy it and I think it brings personality out. So it's like a good balance of like, you want to please the crowd because you want your numbers to grow because that, that is the job and that is how you get a lot of contracts. But also sometimes it's not entirely like it's not just all about the like things that didn't get you numbers right away will still bring up your numbers in the long run like like adding more personality doesn't necessarily like bring your numbers up right away but then when people see your page in general they're like oh my god there's so much to it there's like a lot of different stuff so i think that's like a good you have to have a good balance of that because if you just post like two second reels every day if you post one or two a day even if it's just two three seconds and it's it's not good you're gonna get followers that's just where we're at right now but then if but then when you look at your page it has no no depth to it or like value then it's like oh yeah follow like like uh, brands are not stupid either like they can see if you have oh she has a hundred thousand followers but like nothing is valuable like all of like then it's not win-win mm-hmm yeah. Okay. You mentioned a lot of apps and I know you, you do the cutest, um, like more collage posts. So what are some of the go-to apps for creating some of this content? Look at my phone. My memory is not great. <laughs> I have one. Also, I lost my phone. No shit. Oh no. So not, and I have an older phone. I, one is swipe mix that one is pretty it's, it's the one that i use when i have collage that are like because technically the real the real the real the real people i don't know what to call them they use photoshop the photoshop is so tricky <laughs> and it scares me like i've had a photoshop class in college but it's photoshop is just so scary that i don't use it and i just use swipe mix and it just it has like pre-made college where you either just throw your photos in there and while well, you pick which photo goes where, but it has like already like uh, a format or you can create your own. So I use See, that a lot. I love that because I mean, yes, Photoshop would be the super professional thing, but it's a, it's 50 bucks a month, like minimum. It's super expensive. And then B like, you, you don't necessarily need, if that's not going to get it done faster, like it makes no sense to use that. Like if it's going to yeah, take again, you longer. Being realistic. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't be perfect with everything. So you got to, you gotta pick pick your battles. I guess. Mm -hmm. So like, um, yeah, I know a Photoshop stresses me out, and I know that if it stresses me out, then I won't do it. So then you find an alternative. It's not necessarily as good or as professional, but I do it and I get it done. Exactly, exactly. Um, which actually leads, I do want to keep asking about the apps, but that leads me to another question I had for you, which is like the idea of like reality and expectations and stuff. And this is one that I kind of want to ask you about as as a woman in cycling like do you feel like part of like part of your whole like content creation is sort like i don't even know how to ask this perfectly but there is an expectation of looking a certain way in photos and i think that makes content yeah. creation much harder for women because like every time i literally have on my to-do list every day like just record a damn video for reels and every day i put it off because i'm like I don't have mascara on. I haven't done my make. I haven't done that. Like my hair looks like crap. Like there's so many reasons I don't do yeah. it. So talk to me about that. <laughs> that one has so many mixed feelings. 
because in a way, in a, it's frustrating, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm lucky in a way, but it, it, it's so hard to navigate because there's, there's so many different ways to go at it. It's like, are you going to play, like, there's so many different cards to play here with, with that. It's like, like how, when I post, if I get a super cool clip, like I just said, I went filming with a guy on, on Friday. Right. I, I whatever day it was. I don't remember. I don't even know what day it is today. But I went filming and it doesn't matter how good of a writing clip I can post. It will never get as many views as if I just post a reel of me sitting on my bike like putting my goggles on or, or whatever. It will never get as many views as just a reel of me in my gear. Like, and then guys will be like, uh, no, you're so lucky. It's way easier for you. And you're like, well, first of all, it's not easier. Or it's, like, it's just different. And it's like, I wish my writing clips would get more views than me sitting on my bike. So it's difficult. It's like, yeah, it's, sometimes it's like, well, I guess it would be easier to just get random clips of me putting my goggles on or me like uh, looking at my bike or me walking next to my bike. But again, it's just, it's the, that's kind of what I said earlier. If, if you, if that's all you post, then you, you bring a little less value. So I think it's, it's important to have like a good mix because like, yeah, you want to play these cards because they'll make your number grow, your numbers grow. But then I don't want my entire page to be just me next to my bike because then that doesn't bring a whole lot to this world you're not a role model if you're just standing next to your bike <laughs> i love that you're not a role model if you're just standing next to your bike yeah like you can be a model you can be a bike model that's fine but that's not personally what i want to do so then i want to make sure i play a bunch of different cards uh, bring a lot of different things to the table so like yeah those are easy videos to make and they one every here like here and there one of them looks good in your page like because i'm proud of what i look like and i work hard to look this way and i enjoy like doing my hair and doing my nails and looking good and i i love when my kit looks good because that's good for sponsors too so it's a good balance of like presenting yourself well representing your sponsors well and then also i think it's important to showcase your skills so like i think it's a good mix like so i try to like bring a good balance of all that and it's again it's all part of your personality like some people do not enjoy doing their hair or their nails and don't care what they look like and that's totally fine but i enjoy i enjoy like doing all these things and i i, I appreciate when when it looks pretty or when or like playing like a more feminine card or like or like even if you can bring like sexuality in the mix like that was very different card but like I'm fine with that, but I don't want it to be my only thing. So that's why I try to blend in all those cards and use all the cards and, and bring everything to the table. Yeah. And I think that is just like this, this element of self-awareness and just kind of like paying attention to what you post and thinking about like, what is the messaging in this? Like, what am I trying to do with this? And I think that's super important when content creation is, is your job here. It's not just like- Because we started with, we're role models. Mm -hmm. which can mean whatever the hell you want it to mean but you have to know exactly like you have to be like thoughtful about like okay i'm putting this out what what am i saying here yeah exactly 
Ah, oh, so good. Um, okay, back to the apps. Uh, so we have Swipe Mix. Uh, what what else are we using to keep everything, uh, like either making reels, making Instagrams, and scheduling anything? What are you using? Um, for making for Instagram, uh, like colors and stuff. If I honestly don't use that many apps, it's Swipe Mix or Canva. Like, and I've been playing a bit more with Canva recently for school stuff. And that while doing school stuff, I'm realizing. There is so much more to it than I even knew. Uh, like, I didn't even know you could use Canva. You could use Canva to make YouTube videos. It's crazy. Because I was using iMovie, which I was told isn't actually that great to make videos. Um, I'd have to explore different other things. But so far, iMovie's pretty, I thought it was pretty easy. It's pretty forward. So you just put your videos in there and then you put them however you want. For real, I almost only just use the Instagram app and I make it directly on that. Because, like, the way you can just add music without worrying about, like, uh, rights and all that. And, like, what will be yeah, allowed exactly. to be played. Yeah. Yeah. And now, especially um, saving audios that you like. Because now, real audios are super important. I would know that. Like, whenever you I hear something that I like, I'll save it. And then even sometimes I'll just, like, consciously open a reel. And it's swipe through for 10 minutes almost only listening to audios and saving a bunch of audios because then because sometimes you you'll just won't feel creative but you're like damn i should post a reel today and then you'll just go and listen to your audios that you have saved and you're like oh yeah i should i should do this i should do this one or just listening to them will get you all hyped up to make one so that helps mm -hmm. um like the other day I, I i listened to one and are using like something that's super trendy for something and recycling it to something else. Like I heard this song, it, it was like, I got my boots, I got my hat, I'm bringing country back. And then I was like, like I, I don't even listen to country, but I thought it was really, it was really catchy. And it's five seconds and you could just, you could make it into a reel that you show your shoes and your helmet. And then that would work. I still haven't done it. That's so good. I'm, I'm going to have to post it before. This, yeah, this right. Before this goes. goes. Uh, yeah, everyone <laughs> head to head to at Shell Peugeot to get this. Um, no, I think that's so important. I think a lot and I'll put myself in I'll put myself in like the bad content creator category here. Um, like I don't spend a lot of time like actually watching reels. So as a result, like my reels suck. Um, so it it is actually really important to spend the time in the app. And it's funny because we're kind of being told right now, like spend less time scrolling social media. But if you actually want to create content that works on it you have to put time in just scrolling on it to see what are people actually like interested in what are people using and so i think that's actually a super good tip is like to spend time like finding the audio that you like and doing that yeah i love it yeah i definitely try to not spend too much time on instagram because also the more it becomes your job the more the more you hate it you know how people always say when you once you start getting paid to do something you enjoy it less and it, it's kind of true like well, when that's why you know I don't spend time in it. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, it's good to like consciously, if I'm going to be on it, I try to make it conscious at least to not just aimlessly scroll and be like, Bleh. also with DM, the more people, <laughs> the bigger your pace and the more DMs are annoying. But also they say that they're, they're really important. Um, they're a big part of your engagement. So now I try and I, I, I think I'm a nice person and I, I hate leaving people on red or I, I hate not replying to people or like feeling like I don't care like about some people. So 
I always reply to almost all my DMs, not all my requests, but <laughs> I try to reply to as many DMs, uh, 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 all my DMs. But then I was, I realized that I was just doing it all day. It's, it's never ending. If you just always doing it, every time there's a notification, you open it. So now I go once a day and I've tried to reply to all of them. And then I close it and I don't reply to any, unless something, unless I'm having a conversation with something. But even then I barely have any conversations on Instagram anymore. Cause I just, it, it feels heavy. Like I just like, I'm sorry. I know you were talking to me on Instagram and I haven't replied. If it's somebody I'm close with, I'll say, reach out to me on something different because I don't like I don't like it there or it's fine but I'll just take a whole day to reply to you because I've already replied I've already done my hour of DMs this morning and I won't do it until tomorrow morning so if you're fine with that it's good if not send me a text and if you don't have my phone my phone number to send me a text then just wait a day (laughs) yeah there's a reason for that yeah because I don't want to stop replying to my DMs because first of all I'm a it stresses me out if there's like it's the same with my text my dm my emails everything i like to i don't like the little red bubble yeah like i'm not that person emails like 300 emails i don't know how some people do that it just it just triggers me so if i have emails i'll open them like i probably reply my emails tw- 10 times faster than i reply my dm or my text because emails at work so anyways so yeah dms once a day and then even instagram now and also engagement is so important and, and like the amount of views or likes or stuff it's important but once you've posted something you don't have any say on how it's going to go and especially now it really is so weird you could post something amazing and it would get no engagement or you could post something that you thought was pointless and get a million of views it 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 really it barely matters so now when i post something i close my phone and i don't look at it and sometimes it'll take two weeks before I see, I say like, oh, I wonder how that real, like that real did. Cause like it, it, obviously it's good to know what did good, what didn't do good. But like obsessing over it, I think it's just so bad. And then it's just like, it always puts you in a bad mood. Even if your real's doing good, like it's not like it's going to change your day. So it's, I feel like it can almost only affect your day negatively. Like knowing that your, your thing didn't do good and you're like, oh, and then you start with a negative self-talk. Like, oh, it doesn't matter what you tell yourself. It, it, it happens. Like, I don't even, I post it. Like, I posted a reel yesterday, uh, like, right before dinner. I posted it, like, with my phone, and I haven't even gone back to look at it. Um, I mean, I guess some people would say that's bad because you're supposed to reply to your comments. And everything, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I got to find word for it. For me, like, posting it and kind of forgetting about it is better. And then if I want to know... Like before, like next week, if I want to say like, oh, I wonder how this type of post did compared to this type of post. Then you go back and you see what works best and what doesn't in hindsight. And then because it's in hindsight, it doesn't really affect your feelings as much. Like you're not going to get, your feelings are not going to be hurt by this really posted two weeks ago. You'll be like, oh, well, interesting. I guess I won't post too many like that. But then you're like, oh, this one that has like just a couple clips and a catchy song did really good. So now you know. I love that. I love that. 
Okay, here's the deal. You wanna take control of your health, of your life, but honestly, who has the time to go into the doctor, get the requisition for all the blood work, and then go to the lab and actually have that blood drawn, then wait weeks for the doctor to get back to you with the results? No, absolutely not. Inside Tracker is the way to go. And bonus, you can do it from the comfort of your own home with their mobile blood draw. It is so easy. Oh my gosh, so convenient, so safe, so reliable. All you have to do is when you order your Inside Tracker panel, you actually just add the mobile blood draw option and then boom, suddenly you have a lab tech at your house at a time that works for you to take your blood. We did this last month and honestly, it was the easiest experience I have ever had with blood draws in my life. So convenient and then the turnaround on the results is so quick and instantly you get this whole view of what is going on inside you with all of the important biomarkers that you need as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a go-getter. So definitely, definitely check them out. Save time in your day, add time to your life with Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw. And if you visit insidetracker.com backslash feisty, you get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com backslash feisty to get 20% off today. Two more quick questions here. One is actually like sponsored content versus like real life content or like unsponsored content, I guess. Like, how do you find like the balance between the two? Because I mean, obviously you have sponsor obligations and and in addition to sponsor obligations, there's also just like this, you want to promote the sponsor that you work with. Like I have this with a lot of companies, like I'm not necessarily paid for the Instagram post but I really like the stuff. So there's like an even weirder, like middle, like you're in that gray area there. So yeah, how do you, how do you kind of come to terms with the sponsor versus unsponsored content? Yeah, that's almost a tricky one. Like this year, I'd say it's probably the, the first year that I really had some like paid content, like contracts that said you have to post X number of things in your stories, X number of things a month. And First of all, at first, it feels like overwhelming because like you're like, oh, am I going to get something? Am I going to do this? Am I going to be fine? Also, I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. So I get so nervous. I'm like, what if they don't like it? Oh, my God, they don't like it. Like almost every time I get a new job for the whole first month, I'm like, I'm going to quit. I'm horrible at this job. I can't do it. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm gonna... And I don't even wait for people to give me feedback. I'm like, I'm, I'm horrible at this job. I'm going to quit. Like I'm, I work for a bike shop. Like, yeah. Um, customer service and the like first two months I said I was going to quit because I thought I was horrible because it's I mean, new jobs are hard so anyway so when I first started like doing like paid content I was like oh my god they for sure hate it they for sure hate it they for sure hate it and then at some point well first of all then you get feedback and then and then it, it gets easier but then also you're like well is it even when you feel like posting something that is not paid for or that is either either for for sponsors that don't pay you for content or just something that isn't related to sponsors you're like should i even post this it's not worth it but again it goes back to like when i said like keeping it real and keeping a good balance of everything if you start only posting paid content or sponsors content then it's like reading a magazine that only has ads in it no one wants to read that like no one wants to flip to a page and you're like look Add, 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 add. Like, where's the like, where's the article? Where is like the meat to it? So, like, yeah, sometimes it's sometimes you can like do both at once. I like, could do something that's paid content, but that has value to it. 
but I think just oppose that it's just entirely value. It's just entirely entirely you, and it has nothing branded in it or no ads, no accounts, no. I think balance your stuff out. And again, maybe that one is not going to get as big an engagement as the other one, or you're not getting paid for that one. And sometimes because you're not getting paid, it's the most fun one. It's the one that is most you. So then, but then when people like stumble across your page and they start scrolling through your things, they'll see like your branded content and be like, oh, she's cool. She's sponsored. And if all you if all you do is post sponsored content, then that's all people think. Oh, she's cool, she's sponsored. And then someone they're like, oh, yeah, well, I guess yeah, she's cool, whatever. But then if they're like, oh, she's cool, she's sponsored, she's sponsored, and she's like, oh wow, she does this. Oh, well, she does that too. Oh, this is so fancy and colorful. Oh, this is like different. I've never seen that. Because I know when I follow people, is because something stood out, and now everybody's sponsored on Instagram, like like almost everybody has some sort of like ambassadorship or whatever. So you have to find something that stands out. So if somebody, if I like the way somebody's like adding like graphics into their Instagram, or if some, I see somebody's doing like, Oh, every Monday they're posting like something about themselves or every Friday they're doing a little, a fun little recap of their week that just has like two second clips of fun things. And it just gets, puts you in a good mood. Because all you see is them being in a good mood. Like, you just have to have something that's, like, just you. And you do it, like, somewhat regularly in between a bunch of ads. Like, really, like, a magazine, like. Mm-hmm. You have, like, your cover photo, and then that one has to, like, really be, like, oh, okay. So your bio and your and your cover photo has to be, like, has to be you, but has to look, like, impressive in a way. And then you have all your ad content because that's what that's what allows you to be a content creator or whatever. Then you also have to be have there posts that are just entirely you. So for people, for other people around that are looking at you, but also for you, I think also for you to remember who you are and what you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just words are just flowing out my mouth right now. I don't even know what I'm saying about that account. Wow. I love it. I, I love like it. magazine analogy. <laughs> All gold. I love it. Um, and last question I wanted to ask you about is for people who are just very camera shy, very like awkward doing video. Cause I know this is my other like hang up is just like, I'm like, okay, one video day, you've got this Molly. And then I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> but you're so good at this. How do you, how do you get past that awkward? Just like either talking to the camera or getting video of yourself doing anything, uh, especially in public when there's people around. Um, that's like one of my biggest, like, oh God, I can't do it. Um, yeah, tips, tricks. <laughs> that one, like this year started YouTube um, for a sponsor that they said, we want you to post YouTube videos. And that's why I've never made one there. And then I did my first one. It took me like months to post the first one because I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And it was my to-do list every week, just like just saying like, and everyone would be like, oh, oh I, I don't have time. I'll do it next week. When like, you would have had time, but you're just like stressing. And again, because you're not, you haven't done it, you straight straight up assume you're not good at it. So you don't want to do it. And you, then you're like, oh, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. And I think sometimes you just need to rip the bandage and do it. And then, and then you post it and you don't look at it. So if, if, if there's zero views, like you don't know, <laughs> you, you don't know. And then at some point after a week or two, you're like, 
right, it's been long enough. I'm going to go see how it did for, like, perspective and to know to know how you did. Because you're like, right, I waited long enough. It's not going to hurt as bad when I know that it did horrible because you're going to assume that it did horrible. So then when you go look at it, well, it can be worth it what you're assuming because what you're assuming is horrible. So, like when I posted my first YouTube videos, and like I still have zero followers on YouTube. Like I'm not, and then, but I'm doing it. And every time I, I make another one of these videos, it feels a little less difficult and there's less and less resistance to me doing it. And I'm not, now I'm like, I'm going to talk to my GoPro and it looks funny. And I was going to say a lot of weird things. And then you edit them and you're like, should I just cut out everything that looks stupid? And you're like, oh. I decided not to because, because it's part of who I am. Like, I just, I see a lot of stupid things and people think it's funny. So I'm like, I'll just keep it on there. And eventually, like, eventually it feels easier. And then also, eventually people are like, no, I like your videos. And I'm like, well, are you sure? Like, I feel like everybody thinks it's stupid and like no one really watches them. And then there's there's going to be two or three people telling you like, no, I love them. They're like, I learned a bunch of things and like, no, keep doing them. And like, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, if I'm doing it for like four people, well, that's four people that enjoyed it. And then when you're doing it for 10 people and then when you're doing it for 100 people, you're like, oh, oh, okay. So I think it's really just doing it. Like even like, yeah, doing it in public, that is like, you always get that like, in that, uh, imposter syndrome like oh well because you'll see someone doing it and you'll be like well they're allowed to look stupid or they're allowed to like talk to their girlfriend public because they're cool so like it doesn't matter what they look like because like they have the status that like they're allowed to talk to their girlfriend and post on youtube yeah i feel like there's a stigma with youtube also because you're like ah, i can't be a youtuber i'm not cool but i mean you gotta start somewhere if you tell yourself you're not cool well in 10 years if you haven't done it because you still think you're not cool well in 10 years it's still going to be zero followers because you haven't done it so i just i was like you know what i'm going to do it and it helps it kind of helps when there's someone pushing you like with deadlines or something and like the bike shop was working i were like i told them straight up i was like are you sure you want me to keep doing this because it feels useless and they're like no you just just do it because then it'll be one more thing that you have for going for you like and it's going to take a while before you have people like consistently involved in it, but you start you gotta start somewhere and you gotta just do it and you gotta rip the band in and freaking do it. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you on the Instagram and wherever else so they can follow you and see all of this stuff that we just talked about. <laughs> well that, I think I have the same name everywhere. Um at Shell Pajo uh, on Instagram shell like a seashell pajo p-a-g-e-a-u um same for my website shellpajo.com and youtube i think it's my name rachel pajo but it's all linked on on instagram everything stems from instagram so so yeah perfect awesome well thank you so much this was so much fun thank you yeah it was really fun thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the business of fitness podcast with me molly herford I hope you really enjoyed that one with Rachelle Peugeot. I loved it. It definitely gave me some really good ideas. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm obviously going to wax poetic about Canva. Uh, Rachelle likes it as well. And we're both very big fans of the Canva Pro. Again, this is not not sponsored at all. It should be, but it's not. Uh, Canva Pro, super cheap, tons of access to great 
clip art, um, stock images, and just so much awesome stuff. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, the other app that Rochelle recommended that I really liked is Swipe Mix. So that's been a really fun one for playing with those collages. If you've gone over and checked out her Instagram, you know, the swiping carousel style collage is just a really fun way of putting a lot of images together, making a really unique carousel and really uh, kind of playing to the algorithm because now carousels and reels are sort of where it's at as opposed to just solo pictures. So definitely, definitely give that one a look. Uh, and I just really appreciated her you know, honesty, as far as working with photographers and stuff and the importance of doing that. So I think, you know, whether you're trying to be an influencer or you're a racer trying to kind of appeal to more sponsors or you're a small business owner, I think it is important to really consider working with a photographer every once in a while just to get the images you need, get, the, you know, show up with a shot list, get the stuff that you need, get your new uh, swag you know, photograph to get uh, get somebody into your yoga studio to get some photos of the space and you in the space. Uh, I just think that stuff really, really boosts your business in a unique way. So definitely paying attention to, you know, while it's great to have this authentic content, there is something to be said for really professional, great photos. So hopefully that helped you kind of think a little bit differently about your content creation and what you need to do to sort of spice it up a little bit. And if you like this episode, make sure now that we are on our own feed that you are following, you're subscribed, and that you leave us a rating or review. And of course, you can hit me up over at Molly J. Herford or at business.of.fitness on Instagram. Let me know if there's anyone you want to hear on this podcast and we'll make it happen. All right. Have a great week and we'll see you at Outspoken Summit. <laughs>